Let's get started. Five, four. Are you okay with that? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Your Excellency, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> I wanted to uh, get started by I was looking at pictures and videos of Switzerland throughout uh, throughout past couple of days and uh, similarities between our two countries mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, geological similarities, similarities when it comes mm -hmm. to our mountains mm -hmm. and the Alps, S lakes. Similarities are endless. Mm -hmm. When the first time you visited Nepal, did you feel that when you were here back in 2000, early 2000s? Yes, of course. And interestingly, you know, uh, when Switzerland's development corporation started in 60, uh, Switzerland chose countries which are similar. Mm. Like uh, Nepal was the first. And it was because it's similar, because we thought we know what we can do. Mm -hmm. because we know how we do it. Yeah. And we started with cheese, you know, because we knew how to do cheese. So I think it was always this similarity who attracted Switzerland. And uh, of course, I felt it, that's, uh, that's a big attraction. I mean, the mountains. Uh, but it's not only that, it's the diversity. And mm. I think also Switzerland has a lot of diversity, not as much as Nepal. But I think this diversity and this... This uh, on a very small mm. space, so much different uh, diversity. I think that attracted me as well, of course, and uh, attracted uh, all the Swiss who are coming and came. You felt like home as soon as you were here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt very much at home, mm. uh, but this had nothing to do probably with the landscape. Mm. But it's more about uh, emotions and, uh, yeah, emotions. It's very, it's very, I connected well with the emotions of Nepal, Nepali. 20 years, give or almost 20 years mm -hmm. now, give or take. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, you, when you look back at all these years, the ups and downs that we've had, mm -hmm. uh, you, you arrived when we were right in between uh, conflict, mm -hmm. right, right, right towards yeah. the, let's, yeah. say, let's say towards the end of the yeah. conflict. Uh, yeah. Let me put it that way, right towards the end of mm -hmm. conflict. And now, looking at what we have, what we've achieved, how mm -hmm. far we've come, mm -hmm. how does it make you feel? Generally, I'm positive when I look at it. Uh, I, you know, many people come and complain, and I say, okay, what is the baseline and what is the trend? Mm. And I say the baseline for me is 2000, end of the civil war, insurgency 2006. And when I look at the trend, I think it's positive. Because I have this overview since 2006, and I believe uh, it is a positive development. For me, this is very satisfactory because in many countries we mm. were, the trend goes down. So uh, the trend here is still positive. Hmm. Trend goes down in a sense, uh, whatever we've accomplished, we are not being able to fulfill or we're not being able to go ahead and keep up with what we've accomplished? I believe other countries uh, uh -huh. get more autocratic and so on. And Nepal still is on a, a trajectory on uh, democracy mm -hmm. has uh, the human right violation has definitely uh, go down since 2006. I mean, there is a press freedom. Mm. I mean, many indicators show that this country is in a democratic process and uh, in a society development process, with, which is positive. Yeah. Is this what, uh, okay, let me put it in this way, our relationship goes back since uh, 1950s. Mm -hmm. In 1956, mm -hmm. if I'm not uh, mistaken, mm -hmm. we established mm -hmm. ties together. Mm -hmm. uh, embassy uh, came over towards the later part of mm -hmm. the 2000s, but mm -hmm. we've had uh, diplomatic relations since uh, the 1950s. Mm -hmm. So for the past, uh, give or take, 70 years, mm -hmm. more than 70 years, mm -hmm. uh, the Swiss uh, people of uh, Switzerland, uh, as well as people of Nepal, have had ties for such a long mm -hmm. time. And now, how does the tie, how is the tie till today? On, after 70 years, how do you think our ties are on today's date? I believe there are very strong ties. Um, we have been always seen as an impartial uh, partners, not having self-interest. As a Swiss government, we had never had any geopolitical interest, any, 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 never uh, economic interest so far. Uh, that might change. 
Having said that, uh, we have this kind of very strong ties, uh, the government to government, but we have a l very strong ties uh, between a Swiss citizen and Nepal citizen. I mean, all this, uh, there's hundreds of NGOs uh, supported by Swiss citizens and a lot of solidarity we have seen after the earthquake. I think it, we have very emotional, strong ties with uh, Nepal, Swiss citizen and the Swiss government. I was looking at the records of, uh, there's a lot of Swiss citizens coming to Nepal, yeah. especially when it comes to tourism mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. uh, to be a part of uh, our 8,000 meter peaks mm -hmm. and uh, in general to mm -hmm. enjoy uh, the beauty that mm -hmm. we have. And in the coming in the coming years, uh, in the coming years or in a few decades, our people from our country will be able to go ahead and visit Switzerland as well and enjoy what mm -hmm. uh, the Switzerland has to offer as well. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely going to grow. Of the, of, uh, before we started, we were casually talking about uh, uh, back in the day, in the early 2000s when you were here, mm -hmm. and uh, things were quite different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking about a few instances when um, we did not have electricity. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me start off with that, just, mm -hmm. just try to get mm -hmm. your understanding mm -hmm. on that. There was a time when we were 18 hours without electricity, yes. and today... We have surplus of uh, yeah. electricity in our country mm -hmm. in a very short span of time. Mm -hmm. um, the knowledge base of uh, Switzerland is very high when it comes mm -hmm. to hydropower, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. when it comes to technical skills. Mm -hmm. How do you think we've adapted to skills, especially learning in the past 18 to 20 years? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I see the, the whole education system or the level of education of the Nepali, young Nepali has, uh, is of course, uh, totally a different uh, state as it was. I mean, you have now young, good, educated people. Um, we have been, as you mentioned before, in the technical vocation education system since the very, very beginning with Balaju, Jiri, technical education. And we are still in this, uh, in this sector. Uh, of course, now uh, different than in the past. We are more now really supporting the the provincial government and the local uh, government uh, to uh, be able to fulfill their mandate because the constitution has given the province the mandate uh, mm -hmm. to run the schools and yeah. the local level as well. So we are now really helping the, the government's uh, level uh, to implement uh, the TVET uh, strategy. And also we have been supporting the government of Nepal and the private sector to develop uh, this uh, dual model uh, education system where young people can have a lot of practical know-how because we have seen uh, again and again that private sector says they don't get the right skilled people. So we, mm. are, uh, we are still in this field. And when we compare with other countries, then we see Nepal is one of the uh, country in the technical vocation education system, in a dual vet system, most advanced in the world. Mm. This is uh, sometimes not uh, believable, but that's what we see much more than the U.S. Mm. Uh, and other countries. Would you, uh, let, let me give everybody a little bit of context. In 1962, we started Balaju School of mm -hmm. Engineering and Technology with the support of the Swiss Corporation. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, Sano Timi, mm -hmm. and we moved on to that. Now on today's date, can you elaborate a little bit, especially to my young mm -hmm. listener base, mm -hmm. what exactly is the dual system of mm -hmm. education? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. The dual system is a system where uh, the young students uh, spend most of their week time in the industry or in enterprise mm. and uh, only go one day to a technical school. Or they have four or five months in an industry and then one month in a technical school. So it is really uh, the, the majority of their time they spend in the in industry itself. Because then they learn the life skill, they mm -hmm. earn from the beginning, and uh, they also um, uh, learn the real work, and not only theoretical, but also the sorry, mm -hmm. also uh, the practical knowledge. And in Switzerland, eighty percent of the young uh, young um, people they go for a dual vet system, for a technical vocational system, but a dual vet where you spend uh, one day in a school and mm -hmm. the rest. Only 20% go for higher education. So our system is built on that. 
which helps because now when we talk with the private sector here, they say we don't get the right mm. skilled labor. So this is really a matching between the needs of the industry and uh, also the need of the young people. Okay, so, so just trying to understand this, how it works in Switzerland, mm. I haven't been there yet. So le let's say I'm 18 year old, mm -hmm. 16, mm -hmm. or 18, let's yeah. say I finished high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you, you're done with high school, mm -hmm. then I, let's say I want to go ahead and be a, uh, a plumber, let's say. Mm -hmm. Then I go and learn in the private sector yes. directly. Yes. yes. And then for a month, I will go and uh, yeah. get training in yeah. the technical school. Yeah. Usually in the plumber, it's like this. You work four days in the enterprise and one day you go to school. And for example, my uh, nephew, he is now 15. He is now uh, thinking what kind of profession he wants to learn. He goes to enterprises. He spends a day to see if he likes it. And then he goes to the next one. And then he has a, to apply to get uh, in an enterprise uh, a position or a, a space to learn. It's like a, an internship. Or no, not no. even an internship, no, it's just no, like no. just trying to go go ahead and try. Yeah, you have to. And now then there's a quite a tough selection because mm. there's many students who want maybe to compete on one position in an enterprise and then the enterprise can choose. And then the enterprise has the duty to train you properly, practically, and let you go one day to school mm. to learn the theory. So, so is this the system uh, that obviously this is a system that's worked in Switzerland? How how do you think we are grasping this system if this works yeah. out here? I mean, it's not only Switzerland; it's, it's Germany and Austria, mm -hmm. Austria, where we have a lot of small and medium enterprises, where this has shown as a very good model. I believe when we compare with other countries where we also support uh, governments uh, in introducing this kind of more practical learning, mm. we see uh, Nepal is quite ahead mm -hmm. uh, because the private sector is very interested. Be but we have also we have we also also see that the government is very interested. You know, it's really an openness because the understanding is there that uh, this country needs young people. Um, <clears throat> with skills, you know, mm. with know-how and skills. Mm. What kind of skills are we talking about, if you just had to elaborate a little bit? I mean, this is, uh, for example, nursing is mm -hmm. the same. Uh, then we go, for example, uh, a plumber mm -hmm. or, uh, um, I mean, anything. Any, any, anything. Anything that people anything. want to learn and learn. Anything beside a university where you get a doctor or you get a... Uh, engineer, but you can also make sub-engineer. This is also a technical vocational education and not uh, a higher education. Hmm. Well, CERN is in the uh, Switzerland, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, what kind of students do? There are a lot of students who uh, are leaving the country today yes. uh, to go out and uh, mm -hmm. study outside uh, mm -hmm. of Nepal. Uh, there are a lot of people who are leaving the country to work outside mm -hmm. of this uh, mm -hmm. country to study as well as work. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that when, when we were talking mm -hmm. off air, when you shared that Switzerland at one point uh, survived on remittance. Migration. Migration as yeah. well. I really didn't know yeah. that. Would you, would you mind sharing just a little bit about how that was mm -hmm. in that time period mm -hmm. of Switzerland? First of all, we always had uh, soldiers in in foreign countries' army. Mm -hmm. uh, that is something Nepal also knows, and mm -hmm. this was out of poverty. Uh, that was not out of pride. That was out of poverty. Um, they joined the French uh, king's army or uh, Russian king's army or uh, czar's army. So that was one strategy. Then we had also uh, Swiss people who may migrated uh, to Russia mm. and other countries to have a bakery shop or, or, or this kind of uh, occupation. Because especially in the mountain, there was not enough jobs. There was mm. not enough. I mean, there was poverty. It was really poverty. Until in the 50s in the mountain, Switzerland, in the mountain was very poor. Mm. So then uh, they came back, and you see still now in the Swiss mountains, you see the houses, the big houses are from the migrants, you know. Like you see now here, the concrete houses in the village, they have been built on remittancy. So I believe uh, there is a parallel, uh, parallel development. 
uh, what made them uh, stop to go to migration? I mean, many reasons, but one was also tourism in the mountains, of course, which gave some employment, which uh, has given some uh, future to yeah. mountain villages, you know. So the situation that we have today yes, as well is very yes, similar to yes, what we yes, have in Nepal. Yes, yes. I mean, n- as I said before... Sorry. Uh, sorry uh, excellent. Let, let me, let's quickly fix this. Uh, yeah. Ma'am, if you could just grab it. Uh, don't, hold on. He'll, he'll quick, quickly fix oh. it. No, 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 no. no. You're good. 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 You're Okay. You're perfect. Yeah. We'll yeah. tighten okay. it for you. Okay, good. Perfect. Thank you. No, the thing is uh, that we were quickly talking was uh, this is 100 years ago, 120 years ago, yeah, 150, 150, 150, 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. So today where we stand mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. our GDP as mm-hmm. well, uh, the progress and what we can achieve 100 years from now, mm-hmm. what do you envision for, uh, for Nepal if you had to as a friend of Nepal? <laughs> Of course, I hope that in 100 years you have enough of small and medium enterprises mm. who, uh, which bring innovation and attracts uh, young people to stay here and uh, see a future in Nepal. Because I believe many people migrate not only because of economic reasons, mm. because also because of their um, uh, lack of uh, maybe perspective. So I believe uh, I see Nepal as a country where a lot of innovation can happen. Uh, when you're able to attract uh, young people. We had uh, um, again and again also discussion with Mm. the government uh, in terms of uh, supporting foreign investment. Uh, Nowadays, Nepal was uh, very isolated, you know, disconnected from the global uh, market since uh, recently. So, but nowadays, I think uh, Nepal is also part of the global uh, world and uh, Nepal can play a role in this global world when it's connected with this global world. But for that, Nepal needs innovation, know-how, exchange. And for that, we need uh, foreign investments, you know, not these million mega programs, but, you know, uh, small Mm. businesses uh, from abroad who are interesting, especially also in the fintech or Mm. in in the IT sector. I believe there is a lot of potential and also a lot of potential to come in for uh, foreign investment. But uh, I think mm-hmm. there the country still needs to open for that, to understand it's not the big business will change this country, it's the small and medium enterprises. Nepal will be a service delivery country and not an industrializing country and not a country which will survive on agriculture. I don't believe it. I believe like Switzerland in a service delivery country. Hmm. Obviously, your background is when it comes to agriculture. Mm-hmm. You've got engineering and agriculture as well, right? In the early, mm-hmm. in your early days. Mm-hmm. So, we, when it comes to service, when it comes to providing service, let me let me let me jump a little mm-hmm. bit to it, Switzerland. Whenever I travel and whenever I see some of the most expensive, one mm-hmm. of some of the most luxury brands in the planet. From Cartier to Hublot to Rolex to mm-hmm. I can Patek Philippe to mm-hmm. I could I could name mm-hmm. a lot of brands, majority of them are from mm-hmm. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. When, when we think of Swiss, when we mm-hmm. definitely yeah. think about the chocolate, <laughs> and we'll talk we'll yeah. think about uh, the luxury brands, and we'll think about like you said, quality and mm-hmm. premium mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. that Switzerland mm-hmm. has to mm-hmm. offer. How how long did it take Switzerland to get there? We just spoke about 120, 150 years. It obviously it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. To get there and to keep it that way. Well, that's a difficult question. I just can say, you know, Nepal, uh, Switzerland is always uh, um, uh, seen as the one of the country with the most innovation. Hmm. You know, and that has to do with uh, probably the the, uh, the economic frame, hmm. with the political stability, with the TVET sector, because hmm. we have good people, uh, as I said, with political stability. And Switzerland uh, is not a country we cannot compete with agriculture. We have to compete with quality products, you know. And um, uh, be it in agriculture, be it in uh, everywhere, 
our only chance to survive is. And Switzerland is known, as you said, uh, watches and uh, chocolate, but uh, we have, we are the country with one of the best innovation in, uh, in so many different fields, you know. Um, so I believe Nepal will have to survive on quality, be it agricultural pro uh, products, on quality also in hospitality. Mm. Uh, I, I believe Nepal can play a role in, uh, the, in uh, the IT sector on mm. quality. Nepal can also play with the cheaper workforce, which we cannot Mm. because Switzerland is very expensive. So we have to focus on quality, you know. We have, we have, uh, we have more options than when I think about, yeah. when, when we yeah. think about yeah. it. We've got a fantastic uh, mm -hmm. young as well yeah. as uh, young, young force which can go abroad mm -hmm. and definitely go ahead and mm -hmm. provide service abroad. Mm -hmm. And we also have innovative uh, uh, technical uh, 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 technical skills, uh, especially when it comes to uh, uh, kids who want to learn a lot of technical skills and uh, innovate within the country yeah. as well. Yeah. So we have both the options yeah. right here, yes. like you just said. Yes, then. I believe so. But again, I think you need political stability to be able to really build on it. Uh, again, I'm obviously <laughs> just trying to just trying to get a gist and just trying to compare. Uh, mm -hmm. I've always heard the word, which you made me understand earlier before we mm -hmm. got started. Uh, I always heard the word neutral, mm -hmm. neutral, neutral, <laughs> constantly. And now, obviously, when we're talking off off air, I just use one word: clever as well. Mm -hmm. Right? How do we stand today? Because you, in two, back in 2004, you were right at the heart of the uh, conflict and you mm -hmm. traveled across the country, mm -hmm. met with all the leaders, mm -hmm. some of the leaders, yeah, let's so, say, yeah. who now run the country, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. practically are now running mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. When you look back mm -hmm. and on today's date as well, mm -hmm. you know, what do you see? Have we gotten that far when you met them back in that day and when you meet them today? Have we, have we crossed over? Have we made that difference or are we on the process of making that change? As I said, I believe uh, Nepal is on a positive uh, trend trajectory, mm, mm, I, mm. I have to say, you know. Of course. Uh, I believe uh, Nepal and the country was able to uh, have a very good constitution. One, a very progressive constitution. Of course, a constitution is never perfect. You can change. But as a starting point, your constitution is good. So that's more already a lot, you know, I would say. And then Nepal was able to somehow go to an earthquake and COVID mm. and uh, the resilience. I don't like so much this word, but now I use it. The resilience is amazing. Mm. Uh, Having said that, it needs political stability. How would you describe that? Political stability. Mm -hmm. It's predictability. You know, that, uh, uh, that uh, a process, that a system can be built. You know, we mm. always said uh, it will be a bumpy road. It mm. takes uh, 15 years at least, maybe three election circle to build up the system. But of course, the change was huge from mm. a system before to now the system, the constitution it has now. And um, it takes time to establish a new uh, system, but it needs also certain parameters which need to be um, implemented in order that this uh, implementation of the constitution probably can go on. And I, I would like to say, to mention, for example, the Civil Service Act or the Education Act. I mean, the constitution is clear uh, on certain responsibilities and there is an unbundling report uh, which defines which tiers has which mandate, but the federal government, parliament has not yet approved most of the necessary important bills to give this country a chance to implement the constitution. When we go to the provinces, they have 47% of, the, uh, of the, the staff. I mean, this cannot be, and a high turnover all the time. So I believe give it a try. And uh, for that, there need certain amendments or certain bills and acts passed. 
to see that change happening. Yes. It cannot happen otherwise. Predictability, that's the word that uh, you used, which is very interesting. When it comes to um, not just the West, when it comes to foreign powers, mm-hmm. looking at a mm-hmm. small nation like ours, mm-hmm. um, how predictable are we on today's day? You said before, I mean, Switzerland is similar to Nepal, and we <laughs> have seen also we have been surrounded in many years on uh, with the super our big powers. I think we were able to manage um, because we had uh, political stability and because uh, the, the the government, when they had to negotiate or whatever, mm. did it f- uh, for the Swiss people. And I think uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that was also uh, the um, secret how we could survive. Mm. Survive uh, the wars, yeah, the survive wars, the yeah. recession, yes. survive. Yeah, I believe so. I I don't. Uh, I really believe they were able to negotiate solutions. Uh, and uh, as I told you before, when I was young, we were very critical towards my parents and grandparents' generation, who always mm. pretended we are. Uh, we survived because of our army, and I think we survived because uh, there were clever deals done. Shaking hands, well, we live between uh, some of the biggest superpowers mm. in the, mm-hmm. the planet mm-hmm. in, the coming, uh, mm-hmm. in the coming decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, uh, both our neighbors are going to be the <laughs> biggest uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to GDP, when it comes to economy, when it mm-hmm. comes to their armies, when yeah. it comes to, I could talk mm-hmm. about uh, thousands of different things mm-hmm. with yeah. both our neighbors on the side. Um, Making deals, the art of uh, making <laughs> deals, that is something that uh, is going to make, a, is, is, it, uh, is it the art of making the deal that makes and breaks a country? Oh, that's a different question. Um, I, when I met the, uh, the foreign minister mm. the last, I, I said, you know, Nepal needs to prepare for climate negotiation. Uh, to have good people in the system who are able to negotiate on climate uh, compensation Mm. because Nepal will be very much affected by climate change. So Mm. I I think the country has to prepare to be good in negotiation, international negotiation. Obviously, when it comes to renewable energy, uh, Mm -hmm. the Swiss uh, are right at at the Mm -hmm. top. Uh, The... Climate change is something that's very, very near and very near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. as well. And we obviously mm-hmm. have humongous organizations mm-hmm. uh, that are in this country mm-hmm. trying to go ahead and mm-hmm. hopefully, well, I like to believe making a change, making mm-hmm. a difference. Mm-hmm. Making a deal or let's say talking to the Western nations mm-hmm. or talking to nations within mm-hmm. our sphere mm-hmm. of uh, the impact that's mm-hmm. going to happen in another mm-hmm. um, hundred years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to directly impact us, mm-hmm. uh, countries like us, yeah. which is uh, a Himalayan nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the things that we could uh, talk about, start talking about right now to see that in 100 years we are there right at the map when it comes to uh, a country that had started talking on climate change, if you had to throw in some mm-hmm. words? I, I maybe I start with pollution. I mean, air pollution. Mm. This is a regional, uh, regional uh, problem. I think that has to be started to talk, be talking about. You know, because this cannot be solved. You know, climate change and environmental issue cannot be solved anymore by one country. You know, mm. it needs international. I mean, uh, uh, an international cooperation that we see, and how we also see how difficult it is. But uh, probably Nepal cannot solve it alone, you know. But what Nepal can do is uh, uh, somehow prevent that the effect of climate change is hitting uh, it or hitting it less, you know. For example, uh, when we see nowadays when there is landslide, uh, there is mainly a bulldozer road, engineered bulldozer road. So, uh, I mean, many, many effects where we... uh, which are linked to climate change or bad governance. So I think the preparation on 
how Nepal can handle the shocks mm. less, uh, that they hit less, I think there Nepal has to really, really, really invest. That's in your hands. Mm. But I mean, the whole climate change issue is not. The glacier lake uh, melt, uh, the glacier melting is not in your hand. There you have to to uh, also collaborate with, inter- with the international system, you mm. know. Uh, but you can prepare on that it's not hit so much. Hmm. Hmm. So one aspect where we can directly start working on is uh, air pollution. uh, Air pollution, but also I would say um, to prevent uh, the landslide by not uh, having these unengineered bulldozer roads, you know, because we see many times when there is landslide, there is uh, something which happened. Then also the deforestation in certain parts. Nepal has an increased forest coverage, which Mm. is positive, but Mm. in certain areas has a, a huge deforestation. Uh, especially in the Churi Mountains. So I think there you also could start <coughs> to um, to protect it because it will uh, avoid that the big floods will come in. So, so you can do it in the preparation, in preparedness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knowledge and uh, skill towards uh, the technical sector, that's what I had mentioned earlier as well, and that's something that you constantly talk about. Uh, when it comes to hydropower, mm-hmm. that's something that's mm-hmm. very close to mm-hmm. my heart as mm-hmm. well. And we've practically mm-hmm. uh, changed the whole landscape yes. from coming from yeah. darkness to yeah. now abundant amount of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that down the road we will be able to go ahead and sell our electricity. Yes. And uh, yes. water is going to be something yes. that is yes. more valuable than oil yes. in, in, in coming decades. Yes. Maybe yes. not now, yes. but in coming decades, yes. that's yes. what is yes. going to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Switzerland is uh, full mm-hmm. of water as well, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. with the great mm-hmm. lakes as well. We have more than 6,000 rivers, mm-hmm. more than, I believe, uh, sorry, more than 60,000 or 6,000? How many rivers did we have? Uh, 6,600. 6,600 rivers, more than that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we are going to be, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to providing, uh, the let's say, added knowledge Mm-hmm. especially for the hydropower sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, cross-check button. Yeah, okay, no problem. Uh, oh, okay, thanks. It's not 96%. Oh, it was not? No. Oh, it was about Switzerland earlier? That what Maybe I had said? Glass on the software. Oh, okay, glass, glass. Yeah, yeah, 90%. Glass. Yeah, yeah, glass. Oh, okay. But overall, it's like 50 to yeah. 70%. Oh, okay, glass yeah. is 90%, yeah, yeah. bottles is 83 yes. aluminum cans is 95%, mm-hmm. and paper and cardboard is 85%. Yeah. That's a lot. When you think about it. Yeah. Okay, well, at least I got that right. And, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> thank you so much for letting me know. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the Swiss people and ov- mm-hmm. obviously the uh, obviously the embassy here as well, when it comes to providing knowledge base and providing technical, uh, technical knowledge mm-hmm. base, what are the sectors that uh, the embassy of Switzerland is working on and the Swiss people are helping us out with, if you had to pinpoint a few? With the development cooperation, as I said, we were always supporting more in the engineering part, mm. motor bridges, the irrigation, now tunneling. So we were more in this uh, tax infrastructure mm. uh, uh, sector. But what we try now is also as an embassy, you know, to uh, promote Swiss enterprises here. Mm. And uh, not in in view really also to promote uh, know-how innovation here. Mm. And we had the first Swiss business uh, fact-finding mission last uh, October, where we tried to bring really enterprises who can bring this innovation to Nepal. And we will have a next uh, fact-finding mission on fintech in this September, where we really try to bring fintech companies from Switzerland to Nepal. And the view is, of course, uh, to uh, to promote also Swiss enterprises, but own also very much also to have this kind of joint ventures between Swiss companies and Nepal companies for innovation and, uh, and growth. <laughs> Uh, when we when, when we constantly talk about this world called innovation, recently uh, a person very close to my heart and somebody who we know uh, who is a pioneer in innovation mm-hmm. in our country, who has started the innovation school as well, uh, had to sit on the street to get his voice heard. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, uh, Mahavir Pun. And uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to innovation, when it comes to 
creating something from nothing mm-hmm. when, when it comes to mm-hmm. creating and uh, mm-hmm. having an idea and mm-hmm. putting it uh, mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. it's it's not an easy task mm-hmm. it, would it be anywhere in the world mm-hmm. uh, you just mentioned uh, that uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of things that's going to happen when it comes to innovation and mm-hmm. maybe having uh, uh, friends from uh, mm-hmm. Switzerland come in coming over and maybe go there's going to be a mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. about innovation would you elaborate that a little bit the word innovation and what exactly we have in mind in the coming years um, it is um, I think you have the brightest people in the world you know mm. I mean when you see uh, Nepal sends the brightest people abroad with uh, they come back I mean the CERN in Geneva has Nepali uh, we have exactly. big companies in uh, in Novartis and the top management Nepali. So I think in many, many uh, areas there is the brightest Nepali. And many uh, Nepali also are abroad uh, and, and in bioengineering, you know, for example, and in research, you know. And uh, the know-how is here. Yeah. But the frame is not here yet to, for example, I think you could get back so many Nepali in the research sector if there would be some possibility to develop a good research standard hmm. in Nepal. I see uh, innovation has to li- has has a link to research, you know, yeah, be it in exactly. medical research, I mean, uh, be it uh, in, uh, in the, uh, artificial intelligence, be it uh, whatsoever, you know, you have really the best people in the world. That's, yeah. that's uh, yeah. thank you so much for yeah. that. And that, 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 that. That's very beautiful. Yeah. And exactly earlier, I mentioned CERN yeah. as well, and we have yeah. friends yeah, in CERN yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and uh, in, Nov- in Novartis, as I said, and in many enterprises worldwide, you know, nowadays, uh, uh, yeah, Nepali are uh, recognized for their brilliance and, uh, yeah. When it comes to challenges of uh, being here and working mm. here, if mm-hmm. you had to mention any, when it comes to uh, any kind of challenges that you faced uh, while you were here in, in a span of, let's say, 20 years, something that you could look back and you'd be like, okay, I wish that was something, maybe, maybe, maybe it, this had happened. Anything, anything you want to look back and be like, oh, I wish this was implemented sooner or that this had happened. Anything. Civil Service Act. <laughs> <laughs> that is one place where you uh, think we yeah, could have... Yeah, you have to move ahead. I mean, everybody knows that I think it, but uh, I think really has to be done. And I, I mean, infrastructure has changed a lot. This mm. country is different because of road and road access. I think here, this is not the same country anymore. Education is different. I think um, rule of law has also to... Um, somehow uh, chip in a system where um, people who do wrong um, have to be accountable for what they have done. I think this helps a lot for a business environment because Mm. without that, uh, this rule of law, without predictability, as I said, uh, it is difficult to develop a very strong Mm. economic development Opportunities that we grasped uh, right away uh, in the past uh, two decades or three decades. Opportunities that we saw and we grasped that you're really happy that we. Uh, yeah, hydropower. As I said, hydropower. Mm. Yeah, mm. hydropower. Uh, this is one of the probably strongest assets Nepal has. On today's day. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, opportunities and definitely challenges. That, yes, uh, yes, the challenges. I, I wanted to say because you mentioned before, you know. Uh, we have seen in Switzerland now, during cli- uh, due to climate change, that uh, we don't have enough water anymore in our hydropower uh, lakes. Yes, hmm. because it didn't snow, yeah. and then the, la- uh, the glaciers are melting. Yeah. So that is something. This water reservoir in Switzerland and here is not forever if it continues hmm. to melt. So, yes. We have to. We definitely have to work on it right yeah, away, and yeah. we have to yeah. make sure that we yeah. start working with yeah. organizations and we yeah. start working with governments yeah. uh, to make sure that uh, probably not for my generation, but for mm-hmm. maybe probably for the next generation, mm-hmm. not even for the next, but mm-hmm. for the generation after yes, that, exactly. uh, we have to work on yes. that right away. Yeah. 
Uh, there's something that uh, I definitely wanted to uh, get in touch with, uh, make sure that we talk about this today. Was uh, I just wanted to talk about this one word, uh, which uh, I wanted to get your perspective on mm-hmm. it, uh, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, there's a there's a word that has been roaming around uh, recently, past few days uh, across uh, the country, and the word is called uh, corruption. In Nepali, we call it brastajar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to corruption, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, obviously leakage, when it comes to things not working out, people just working just for themselves, mm-hmm. not for the benefit of the mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a problem that uh, I believe a lot of develop- developing nations face, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's right out there. Mm-hmm. What's your take on corruption? You see, as I said it before, uh, there is not uh, one country who is more corrupt or, uh, or less corrupt. It's the system mm. which allows it or not allows it. Mm. And I said before, it's the, the rule of law system, impu- uh, the impunity in Switzerland. I mean, people are equally corrupt, uh, probably, as here. I mean, not the petty corruption. We don't have that. That's definitely not here. Mm. But, I mean, in the in the infrastructure sector, uh, there is also cases of corruption. But then the system chips in, and these people are punished. Yeah. Because we have a rule of law system, and I believe that is important. I don't believe that anybody is more corrupt or less corrupt, but it's a system which allows it or not. Hmm. So the overall system needs to get overhauled. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, um, you know, just to mention maybe transitional justice, you Mm. know, is one thing. Uh, people think this is something to uh, to allow the past to be closed, the chapter. Mm. But for me, it's also to establish a rule of law system which... uh, uh, doesn't allow that people commit some crimes without any consequences. Hmm. And therefore, I believe it should and hopefully has an effect on the whole rule of law system, that if somebody do, does wrong, that there is a system called, uh, who comes, uh, which comes in and also then um, consequences. Does the checks and does yes. the balances yes, as well? Yes, yes. Mm, in 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 two decades of you being here mm-hmm. uh, in di- in various roles, mm-hmm. if you if, if mm-hmm. I, I I mentioned that Your Excellency, uh, have we grown? Have have we uh, have we have we changed and evolved when it comes to those checks and balances w- from your perspective? Yeah, definitely. I mean, since two thousand six, definitely, of course. But uh, I think it's still a way to go. We have a long way to go, or we have a short way to go. <laughs> I, I should ask you. <laughs> but definitely, I think there is still room for improvement. Uh, yeah, that's uh, maybe. But uh, yeah, but you are a very young nation, and I said your constitution is very good. So I'm still have. I'm very hopeful. You know. mm-hmm. uh, uh, four thousand, a lot of four thousand meter peaks in um, in in Switzerland. Have you ever gotten the chance to uh, get very close to one of the any of the peaks in your country first? Let me ask that. Uh, I know I. I was climbing in the past when I was very young, but mm. I was never very good because I was uh, afraid. So uh, <laughs> I, I tried it, but I never uh, got up to that. Maybe two, three, five, two, three, seven, but uh, not more because I was not couraged enough. <laughs> and how about you? When, when, when you've been here for such a long time. Yeah. Have, you, have you gotten very, very close to some of our mountains? I mean, I did a lot of uh, walking in the mm-hmm. mountains. And as I said, 15 years, 10 years ago, there were no roads. So we yeah. walked for many hours, many days. So, but of course, I explored this country and the beauty of the mountain. Uh, yes, I did. I'm very happy for that and grateful. We're glad. I wanted to, I wanted to just to uh, talk a little bit about Dr. Uh, Tony Hagen. Mm-hmm. Hagen, yeah. Hagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first uh, foreigner uh, mm-hmm. to trek as well as to go ahead and mm-hmm. map uh, mm-hmm. Nepal. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you mind sharing a little bit about uh, Dr. Tony Hagen from uh, whatever I, you want? Yeah, I mean, if he, he was asked by the then king to, uh, to come and explore if there is any natural resources. And uh, he, um, he fell in love in Nepal, mm. and I think he traveled all over, and he stayed. Uh, I, he came for many, many years, and mm. I believe... 
he has established really this notion of friendship between Nepal and Switzerland and mm. uh, has contributed. I mean, he was one of the first foreigner in this country who explored this kind of, uh, of uh, region and area. Uh, and he, ha- he, he must have... Uh, is that, is that yeah, his yeah, documentary? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He yeah. must have impressed a lot of people uh, mm. by, uh, by his also way of uh, simplicity and uh, engagement. So I believe he has, of course, laid out, uh, laid out uh, uh. The, 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 the friendship, path of friendship between Nepal and Switzerland. And you can go uh, in many places. I was uh, last week in mm-hmm. Rolpa in a, in, a, in a hotel, and there he said, yes, I mean, Tony Hagen was our hero then. So still, I mean, after still all these days, you know, uh, and we have to have to recognize his uh, his uh, legacy very much, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. Swiss uh, geologist uh, yes. who visited Nepal back in nineteen nineteen sixty fifties He was here back in fifty six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, actually yeah. was the yeah. bridge between yeah. Nepal and Switzerland. Yeah, then I believe. exactly started, and mm. then later on we came with other. Uh, Experts, you know, at the time we all mm. came with experts, Swiss experts, and that's the beauty. Now you don't need that anymore. You have it in your country yourself. You could find nowadays geologists doing it. Uh, you find everything here. So the human resources, uh, I mean, is now at a totally different, of course, level as it was. It's totally, um, <laughs> totally endless. Uh, we. Obviously, you've worked on so many different sectors here, and uh, Your Excellency, I wanted to uh, understand when it comes to human rights, uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, equal rights as mm-hmm. well. Uh, you've worked mm-hmm. on this as well. Mm-hmm. You've, you've advocated on mm-hmm. this as well, and mm-hmm. on in 2023, uh, are there areas we need to? Uh, I'm sure there are areas where we need to make it better. You've extensively traveled this country mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. May, may it be Tarai, may it mm-hmm. be the hills, mm-hmm. may it be the mountains. Mm-hmm. You've extensively traveled, mm-hmm. not just now, but during mm-hmm. the conflict mm-hmm. from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to add on when mm-hmm. it comes to human rights, mm-hmm. when it comes to equal rights? Yeah. You know, again, I said the Constitution is very good and gives the equal rights. You know, the preamble is very good, your preamble, and you can be very proud on it. And uh, um we have in our embassy the preamble of the Nepali constitution mm. and the Swiss, you know. So, uh, I mean, this is very important. So that's the basis again. And I believe a lot has changed, of course. Uh, but having that, uh, said that, I mean, I was really, I mean, in the Terai uh, two months ago. And uh, I was in uh, Rolpa and Rukum and uh, Karnali as well. And I have to say, I mean, I was emotionally very much um, sad and touched when I see the Dali community still there. Um, that's not over. Inclusion still needs to be continued. Inclusion, I mean, I mean, this kind of life they have there. And then I had a lot of reflection. I was mm. also in a, a Musa community in Tarai, in a village. Uh, and uh, I went to this village and I said oh this looks like an African village what makes poverty poverty you know why why is it seen as so poor because they had livestock and I didn't mm. feel that they were so miserable like the, the others I have seen now in Rolpandurkum and Kanali and then um, what makes them probably I mean what it is is still this stigmatization mm. this makes them poor and it's, it's less nowadays uh, the the um, the physical, uh, the the wealth, you know. Mm. They, they, I mean, this is relative. When you go to an African village, you would not consider it as poor. But here it's considered poor. And the poorness for me, the poverty makes really this exclusion. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that was, for me, really touching when I saw it. I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we get out of it? How do we how do we make it better? How do we make uh, the lives of uh, our own friends? How do we make it better? Uh, if you had to, if mm-hmm. you had to uh, share, uh, mm-hmm. 
I mean, what do we, you have in your yeah, mind? Yeah, we have now the local government, and they do a lot. I mean, the service delivery and the, uh, uh, the, to reach out to this community has changed totally. Mm. I mean, that's really positive. And when you look at the local government, and even when you look on the provinces also, there is the narrative is not positive here. But when we see what they have achieved, it's amazing when you compare with the past. So they reach out, and uh, this... Um, and this happens, you know. And also, uh, I believe, uh, of course, their economic status is um, might be better. But the social stigmatization is still is still in this country, continuing, especially in the rural area. And that's something, of course, which is a generational project, change of mind, attitude. Yeah, but it's, it is there. Uh, change of the uh, thought process and change yes. of uh, yeah. the and earlier, as you mentioned as well, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, the politics as well. Uh, again, just mm -hmm. just talking about Switzerland itself mm -hmm. as well. When, mm -hmm. when it comes to um, thinking of the nation as a whole and mm -hmm. thinking of everybody who is mm -hmm. born here, mm -hmm. thinking of them and working towards them, mm -hmm. rather than working towards one individual and rather than mm -hmm. growing one's wealth. If we work together and grow the wealth of the nation, then I believe that's that's uh, mm -hmm. that should be the future yeah. agenda. I believe. Yeah, but uh, sorry, I have to really to say what we see now on provincial level and local level is amazing. Mm. You know, I mean, the responsibility of you have so many extremely, uh, extremely positive mayors and deputy mayors. And each time I out of Kathmandu, I'm really amazed mm. on what mm. the system change has brought you. And I know that provinces are much contested and negative, but they have also changed a lot. I mean, they have. Have, uh, when I look at Canali, they have now developed the mental health strategy, you know, and they want to invest in mental health uh, mm. support mm. Uh, based on a very good mental health strategy from the from the government, federal government. So you really see changes and you really see on local level and also provincial level, although it's it's a provincial level, it, it, it's a new uh, institution. But I am very positive as soon as I go out of Kathmandu about this country. <laughs> so I just <laughs> recommend you go and talk with these amazing people you have. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's it's amazing on also what they want to change and how they want to change, and also their accountability and commitment. And that is all the stories we don't talk here. Mm. And I would really, really encourage everybody to see it because this is a different world. I was here during the time of the LDO, the local development officer and the district forest officer and all this uh, system. I mean, this is a different world. And, and it's a d different system that's actually working. Yes, it is working at least. Uh, of course, problems are there. As I said, uh, that's why you have a parliament. The parliament is here to draft laws to improve the system and also sometimes maybe also adapt the constitution. This is a living document. The fundament is good. And what you see on local level is fantastic. Of course, there's always bad. Problems I mean, yeah, and there is always good, better people and lesser people, but in a general. And also, I would say, even on province level, uh, I am, I'm always amazed. Yeah. I'm also very, very, very happy when I come back. That's great to know. And <laughs> uh, uh, your tenure is about to, about to end, if I'm yeah. uh, not mistaken, mm -hmm. a few weeks, uh, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, will you be heading back? Uh, will you be? And when will you be coming back? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. No, I will head back. I will. I'm not yet retired, but I will leave the foreign department. That has personal reason, but also for me, honestly speaking, I'm so grateful for what I had here. You know, I cannot top it. What I have here, what mm. I had here, what I could contribute or not contribute, but what I could what I could experience. And I, I'm very grateful. I mean, we have a wonderful team. I mean, this is, I cannot top it. So why should I? Yeah. And I'm extremely grateful for what I could do. And also grateful for my family because they are back home and I'm here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, how I see it. And let's see what comes in future. Brand, uh, I want to talk a little bit about branding. Earlier, I, I, I talked <laughs> about a few brands, few uh, Swiss brands. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The whole world knows the brands. Mm -hmm. I could I could name them again. The, mm -hmm. the whole planet knows uh, the brands. The whole planet knows brand Switzerland. Mm -hmm. When it comes to 
I'm talking about tourism now. Mm -hmm. uh, just branding. I'm sure there have been a lot of ups and downs when it comes to branding mm -hmm. Switzerland as mm -hmm. well for the past 150 years or 200 years mm -hmm. of uh, mm -hmm. uh, the history of Switzerland. When it comes to branding, speci specific things that uh, we could definitely go ahead and uh, work on right away that's going to go ahead and transform when it comes to getting a lot of uh, tourists within mm -hmm. our country. Any, any, any suggestions, anything that uh, you'd want to add? I mean, this country is so huge potential. You can brand on religious tourism. You can brand on... Uh, this uh, trekking tourism, you can bra brand on uh, mass tourism from India and China, you can brand on, on uh, whatever. I think there is a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of potentials for branding here. I think it should have a reflection, you know, on what, where, what kind of brand it would be important. And that's why I believe the provinces are so important because mm. they will have a regional uh, view on, on the potential of a region and mm. then the branding. Um, we have seen in COVID and uh, in Switzerland, the tourism survived because of uh, domestic tourism. And this will come, this is already now we see domestic tourism is increasing and that's wonderful. Mm. I think the tourism has has to uh, be uh, domestic tourism. Of course, the others as well. Mm. But that's the one who also... And when you have more and more Nepali going for tourism, they also see the beauty. Maybe they get more sensitized about uh, nature and architecture. Mm. And we have supported now the government of Nepal and especially the provincial government uh, on... Um, the Mundum Trail, which is quite famous now, mm. and we will continue together with the Palikas and uh, the province to develop further uh, trails, uh, which is the objective is really to have uh, famous trails where mm. there is then also opportunity for lodges and fooding, but where is also respect for the culture and nature. And I believe this is really a way to go. Uh, as I said, there is a lot of possibility for branding. Exactly, and our culture and our heritage is yes. uh, obviously is, is food, culture, heritage, and architecture. Yeah, that is uh, yeah. those are the, obviously yeah. those are the things that uh, definitely are the five stars that we have, yeah. uh, which is gonna, which yeah. makes us completely different yeah. than uh, yes. the rest of yes. the world, along yeah. with uh, yes. all the landscape yes. that we have as well. Uh, obviously, we con we constantly talk about uh, <laughs> about uh, our land. Well, we started with that as well. Our landscape is Switzerland, and mm -hmm. we definitely need mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. uh, we definitely need to work towards yes, yes, uh, yes. getting there, or yeah. we're definitely yeah. being better than that. And we constantly talk about it yeah. here. And we, I'm sure you've heard this over yes. over 20 years. Yeah. How does that make you feel to tell you to, again? Asking yeah, you this, I already how does told you. How don't, does be, make you feel? <laughs> don't become like Switzerland. That would be boring. <laughs> it would be so boring. I believe uh, Nepal can offer Switzerland certain, I mean, experience and reflection, and Nepal can have uh, some, <laughs> can maybe copy some of the good things we have. But don't become Switzerland. I mean, certain things, rule of law, please, also mm. may. Switzerland is also know we are quite clean. Yeah. Uh, and when I look at about waste uh, management here, I definitely think you, <laughs> you can improve a bit <laughs> because it's a, such a pity when you walk yeah. to this beautiful nature and you see all this garbage and waste, uh, uh, I think there. Uh, but also, I believe this is a question of time. It will come. It will come. It has to come. It, <laughs> and your love for us is immense. And I can, I can, I can, I can see it in your eyes, and I can, I can feel it as well. Any any specific place that you missed out uh, in the past twenty yes. years that you wish you had yeah. gone? Where is that? Yeah, two districts I was not, and I was all uh, only two. That's Humla, and I want to go in September, and Opodolpo. And I wanted to go last September, but then I had COVID, so I could not go. These two places. Uh, Humla, I haven't been. Uh, Upper Dolpa, Dolpa oh. how far do you want to go? Uh, you want to do the whole... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... But that needs two, three weeks. But yeah. that one I planned in September, and then I had COVID and then Dengue, so I could not. Oh, that reminds me, Dengue is coming back, yes, by the yes, way. It's, yes, yes, it's, it's coming, coming back, back yeah. and we need to really work yes, on that. Yes, yes, yes. That's definitely. beautiful to know. And will you... You'll be staying back... Uh, you, you will be here uh, throughout 2020. Will you stay back? Will you come back in the, in the coming months? <laughs> Who knows, inshallah. No, I plan to have come for a handing over of my successor, and then I want to go to Humla. And um, then we, I don't know yet. 
what comes. I'm looking forward to whatever comes. 77 districts we have today. Yeah. You've extended... Two I was not. You've covered... Yeah. All of all, them? All, yeah, yeah. All of them? Yeah. All and the districts. Many almost. walking. <laughs> Nobody can ex uh, still exp uh, or think about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, talked with uh, yeah. majority of the friends across the yeah, districts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you reflect back, when you were just just trying to understand, mm -hmm. so when you when you when you look back today, mm -hmm. meeting all these friends, meeting all these mm -hmm. people, how has it changed your life, your perspective, your thought process, your excellency? Yeah. I, as I said, I I it caught. I am very much emotionally connected, mm. so for me it was a very rich emotional experience and also, uh, I mean, developed me also yeah. emotionally. And uh, as I said, I'm just grateful for what I could. I mean, I'm so privileged what mm. I could, that I could travel so much and see so much and, uh, and also have always a positive, uh, this country gave me always positive vibes. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I'm this still, good. I'm glad, still positive. Yeah. Glad. So uh, I, it, it, I n it never let me down. That's really good to know. <laughs> and uh, just towards the end, adding, <laughs> adding this, your yeah. your family uh, uh, on today's day, they've spent quite a lot of time with you here as well. And no, no. I mean, my my family not because uh, I mean during COVID nobody could come. Nobody could come. Uh, yeah, and then no, no. My family's back. My husband works back in Switzerland. My son is back. My mother cannot travel anymore. So that that that's why I say that was. Uh -huh. uh, uh, they, they also, I mean. I, I'm very grateful for them mm. that they let me go, that they let me uh, do what I could do here. You know, that's not, I didn't take it for granted, you know. But I that's why it's also time to go back now. Uh, yeah. I, I totally understand. <laughs> I totally understand yeah. that. And you've been yeah. a friend to us and you've been a friend to me. Yeah. You've been a friend to the show as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. And yeah. thank you so much yeah. for doing what you do. Yeah. And uh, I know your love for Nepal is going to yes. stay forever. Yes, 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 of course. No, I can, no, no, uh, no, I can sense right. it. Yeah. Thank you so much. It. Thank, thank you, so you so much, much for your time. And uh, in the coming years, uh, Nepal and Swiss partnership is going to even grow further. Yes. I can already yes. feel it. Yes. And uh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much. much. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be here and talk with you. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. beautiful. Thank you so much. This program is brought to you by Via Studios.